For anyone that loves chocolate and peanut butter, I have to tell you about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay, do I have your attention? I bet you thought this was an ad for them, right? On the contrary, but I actually created my very own limited edition spinoff version of them, and you can now purchase them for a limited time because there were only limited quantities made. These peanut-free chocolate cups are paleo, keto, and vegan. They're organic certified and contain absolutely zero sugar or sugar substitutes in the ingredient list. Just four simple organic ingredients made from pure cacao, cacao butter, freshly ground coconut, and cashew butter. There's only one gram of sugar in these that naturally occurs in the cashews. There's even three grams of fiber per chocolate cup to help feed the good bacteria in your gut. And the compounds in pure quality unsweetened chocolate have actually been shown to help with gut health and the probiotics in your belly to thrive. I wanted to create something that's never been created offered or on the market before for everyone looking for a better nut butter chocolate cup alternative that's free from peanuts, sugar, sugar alcohols, flavorings, emulsifiers, or fillers. And now there's finally something out there that exists. These won't last long. So go to eatingevolved.com slash lilsipper to grab a box or two or three. Again, that's eatingevolved.com slash lilsipper, or you can click the link in today's show notes for one easy tap that will take you straight to the page. I hope you guys love these as much as I do. Hey guys, quick pause. Before I go any further into this episode, I want to address mental health. As someone who has suffered with anxiety and depression at two different stages in my life, I can truly relate to anyone going through either or both. When I was in my late teens, I struggled with depression pretty badly, and I was even put on antidepressants for a short period, of which honestly didn't help one bit. Now, I'm not saying antidepressants can't help others. But for me, it didn't. And even if they did, I knew I didn't want to be on meds forever and needed to get to the root cause, not just put a bandaid on it. So I went to therapy, which truly helped. I also more recently experienced a huge month long anxiety attack. This was right after I moved. I had just sold my condo, I moved and bought a house and remodeled my kitchen, all while trying to keep my business running and living out of a suitcase with everything in storage. The anxiety truly got so bad, it paralyzed me in bed for literally a month with neuropathy symptoms. If you guys were following me on Instagram during that time, I did share a little bit about what I was going through and it was... I mean, thankfully I'm over it now, but it was just a really hard time for me. I even had a heart monitor on my chest for a few weeks. And if you go back on my Instagram reels and photos, you can even see it on me. This was again back in like 2021. I had no idea what was happening and I went to specialists and even had brain scans to rule out tumors and cancer. I did blood work and pretty much 
Every scan, test, nerve test was checked out thoroughly. Everything came back normal, thankfully, right? But I was still experiencing symptoms. The specialists determined it was anxiety and recommended therapy. I thought there was no way anxiety could bring on these intense physical symptoms. But I ended up seeing a therapist and to my amazement, it actually worked. Over time, I was able to get things out that I didn't even know were bottled up inside me from the stress of life, moving, work, and the pandemic that I fully never dealt with. Now, I'm sharing all this because I truly believe therapy can help those suffering with anxiety and depression and believe everyone should have access to it. And if you haven't heard about my sponsor, BetterHelp, They offer online therapy with licensed therapists specialized in vast areas to suit your specific needs. They even offer couples therapy as well as teens therapy. And the best part is that you don't have to leave your home, take time off work, or find a babysitter to get help. You can do everything online right in the comfort of your own home. Plus, if for whatever reason you're not jiving with your therapist, you can always switch. So you're not locked in with someone you're not meshing with. You don't even have to have a video call. BetterHelp offers different ways to communicate with your therapist via phone calls only, video chat, and even messages, which you can message them 24-7 without needing to schedule. I can't stress enough about how much therapy can help with your mental health. And mental health is perhaps our most important part of our health journey. So if you want to try BetterHelp, you can get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash digest. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash digest to get 10% off your first month betterhelp.com slash digest. It's getting into summer, which means more traveling, but with traveling comes the headache of opting for toxic products small enough to be TSA passed, such as mainstream mini toothpaste tubes. But surprisingly, in my latest regular shipment of my bite toothpaste bits, I noticed on the package it says TSA approved, even their mouthwash, because their quote mouthwash isn't actually a liquid. Just like their toothpaste bits, Bites mouthwash are tablets you can take anywhere and even stash in your purse anytime you need to rinse your mouth and freshen up. Just bite down on a tablet and chew, then take a sip of water and swish it around in your mouth as you would mouthwash. Just spit it out and then you're good to go. I absolutely love Bite and their non-toxic oral care. Everything from their toothpaste bits to their mouthwash and even their teeth whitening kits. And they now have a charcoal version. And I know charcoal on your teeth sounds like they would actually make your teeth more dirty, but it's quite the opposite. Activated charcoal naturally helps whiten your teeth. So you get a two-for-one deal with toothpaste and gentle whitening, 
all in a non-toxic tablet that comes in glass jars. So if you've been looking for a natural toothpaste without the paste, try Bite Toothpaste Tablets and experience what I, my husband, and so many others are obsessed with. Bite is offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Go to trybite.com slash digest or use code digest at checkout to claim this deal. I hope you guys love it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Digest This. My name is Drake Peterson, and I'm the producer here for the show. And today we're going to be doing a Q&A with our host, Bethany. What's going on, Bethany? How are you today? Hey, guys. So yeah, this is going to be a little interesting because I'm actually being interviewed by my podcast producer, Drake. And he's going to be asking me questions that you guys submitted via Instagram. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of questions here. One of the one of the most popular episodes was actually the last Q&A that we did. So we thought it would be a great idea to do a bunch more of these cuz it's nice to learn about the host and, you know, she's got a lot of information in her head. So we're going to pry more of that information out of her head. <laughs> you fun fun. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, the last if you guys want to listen to that previous Q&A, we can probably link that in today's show notes cuz a lot of good information, a lot of good questions in that one. So, yeah, I'm curious now, what kind of questions are people asking, Drake? All right. So, um here we go. Here's the very first question. What foods were you eating before you got deathly sick? Ah, yeah. So, so much. I mean, for those that don't know, like I was super, super sick and I got so many digestive issues. And of course, it was a a slew of things. Let me just do protein bars, like up the wazoo. And this is like what, back in, I would say 2014, 2015, and I was like on that health kick. I was not only, I'll share the foods just a second, but I also want to point out, I was going to the gym every single day, 4 a.m. If you were following me back then, you remember, I was like going to the gym 4 a.m. and I was in the gym for like an hour and a half every single day. I think I would have one rest day a month. And I loved it. Like I was a gym junkie. I would get that gym high. It would boost my energy. I love seeing the people there. Like it was just a good, fun environment, right? Like at the time. And so I believe along with the foods I was eating that always being in a um, a sympathetic state and just go, go, go all the time was definitely not good for my digestion. But again, to the question... I was eating stevia-laden stuff, uh, tons of things that had gums, and I would actually, you can buy gore gum and xanthan gum, just like the powder form, right? So I would actually buy that and I would add it to my smoothies to make it thick because I was like, wow, this makes it super thick and voluminous. And so I just had no idea what I was doing, you know, and so I would actually be adding gums to my smoothie purposely just to make them thick, which by the way, if your protein powder has gums or protein bars, that is something that makes it thick and that's why they add it for the texture. But yeah, tons of other things that I thought was healthy for me and that were promoted as being healthy, 
but they definitely were not. When I did keto for a while, I remember putting xanthan gum in like a lot of stuff. Like I remember making like gravy, and if you would use almond flour in there for a, for a gravy, like a, if you wanted to make like a, a keto biscuits and sausage gravy. But in order to make the gravy actually a gravy, we would put xanthan gum in there. <laughs> and I just remember, See? you know, you just need like a little bit, but like it was, it's crazy that people just add that. And we all, I mean, we were all, you know, we all would do that. It was a thing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. I didn't know you did keto. I did keto. Maybe this was in like, this was before the pandemic I did it. And I actually, I do like it. I don't do really do keto right now, but I do, you know, ver- different versions of it. Because it's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it is a lot of work. And I think keto can be helpful for a certain amount of time. And there's the right and wrong way to do it. I see people doing keto and they're it's like they're eating cream cheese on top of bacon, on top of like cheddar cheese. And I'm just like, okay, that's probably not the best <laughs> way to go about it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, stuff like that. And also, do you remember Halo Top? I th- it's still around, obviously, but I would eat Halo Top. What is that? That sounds familiar. It's a um, it's a low calorie ice cream that I thought was great for oh, you. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. And it has hickory root fiber. It has all sorts of different types of fake sweeteners, and I mean, who knows what they have in it now? But that obviously was wreaking havoc. And again, this is another thing to point out that. If a food says like added fiber or high in fiber, it's most likely 99.9% is not natural. So they're adding fake fiber to it that wouldn't naturally be in it. And especially a lot of keto items have high fiber content to combat the net carbs, right? So Let's just say, for example, if something has 10 grams of fiber and 10 grams of carbs, the net carbs would be zero, right? Because it like cancels each other out. But so that's why they add so much fiber to it. And that just wreaks havoc on your gut in general. You're just so bloated. And a lot of it is from corn. So so they do corn fiber. So like the Quest bars I would eat, and that's from corn. Maybe they've changed their their solution or their ingredients, but it's just horrible. So Again, keep that in mind. Fake fiber, hickory root fiber, all that stuff. Toss it out. Get your fiber from natural sources like fruits, vegetables, legumes, things like that. All right, next question. What does your husband, Rory, do for work? So he actually remodels homes. So he will remodel your bathroom, he'll remodel your kitchen, if you want to put in a new floor, things like that. So he doesn't actually build the home, but he himself has his own business. And so he does like home remodels and things like that. Does he remodel your own home? <laughs> well, you know, actually, my home was remodeled before we met. So he didn't do anything, but he is so handy like just with like fixing things around the home, if like the garbage disposal is out or something like the electricity, he's really good with electrician um, type stuff. So he's super handy in that aspect. So I'm very thankful for him. <laughs> I love that. That's very that's very handy for you. Okay, what uh, is canned tuna bad for you? I don't. I, as long as you're getting it from a really good 
Source, what's the brand? Wild Planet is a is a good brand, and also Safe Catch. They test their tuna for mercury because I know that's probably the concern for canned tuna is just like the high mercury content. But I personally, if as long as you're getting it from a good source, the smaller the tuna, the better. So like Wild Planet, I believe all of their tuna is from smaller tunas. And so you just got to look for a really good source. And then also if you eat cilantro with tuna, cilantro actually helps you detox heavy metals. So if you eat cilantro in a collaboration with the tuna that you're eating, that helps with detoxification. That's really good to know. And actually, I was just at Costco the other day and they had a really good deal on the Wild Planet tuna. It was only like 15 bucks for a lot of cans. So it's definitely a good check that out. How long? Yeah. How long is this sale? This, um, they usually do their sales for about a week. So hopefully it's still there by the time this episode comes out. Okay, cool. Well, now now I have to go back. All right. Um, wondering why do you focus on low carb a lot in your recipes? Mm, good question. So carbs, I don't want to like demonize carbs because like they're obviously good for you and I can definitely tell when my body needs it. But um, yeah, so I have been focusing a lot more on lower carb as, as well as low sugar recipes. And there's different reasons for that. One, I do like to help those battling with SIBO and IBS and things like that. And there's actually been a lot of clinical research showing that a lower carb diet can help those with digestive issues and IBS. And so you guys can just look that look that up. But carbs also feed yeast. And if you have a yeast overgrowth, bacteria overgrowth, carbs and sugar, and carbs turn into sugar, it feeds that. And so a way to to combat that and to help things keep things at bay, a lower carb diet is preferred and it can help with a lot of, of people battling like even UTIs in yeast overgrowth and things. So there's just, you know, again, if you don't feel good on a low carb diet, obviously do whatever you feel it works for your body. But again, there's clinical research to back that a lower carb diet can help with um, people with IBS. Just make sure you, you're getting in a higher fat content too, you know, obviously. Do you take digestive enzymes? If yes, what brand do you recommend? Yes, I do. And I feel so bad sharing this because I take the digestive enzymes that actually I created with New Zest. And the reason I feel bad sharing this is because <laughs> they're out of stock and we we sold out of them. And so the next production run won't be for a while, but we are coming back with them because I have been getting asked a lot about, hey, did you discontinue them? How come they're not available anymore? And so I have a kind of a surplus <laughs> in my pantry um, of them that'll last me a few <laughs> more months. You're and the one, so, they're the reason they're sold out. It's because you have them all in your, in your cupboard. because I took them all. I know. So that those are the ones that I uh, that I take, but they will be coming back soon. So stay tuned. Well, is there another product that you can recommend? Maybe that people can take in the meantime, or what? Are, what can they look for? You should look for um, 
amylase, protease, and those are really good enzymes like they come from the papaya plant, the kiwi plant. And also when you are looking for digestive enzymes, make sure there's no added gums. Speaking of gums, because it's crazy, they add those. They add thickeners to them. They also add like titanium dioxide, like silicone dioxide. They add all these other fillers. I would personally go for less less enzymes, more of it. And as opposed to like 30, you know, how they pack them in, like we have all these 30 different digestive enzymes. Well, it's just like a pinch of each and they're not going to do anything. So you kind of want more of a concentrated one. Is it too much probiotics if you take seed and Yoru protein powder in the same day? Ah, that's a good question. I get asked that a lot on Instagram. And no, personally, I take probiotic pills and I, again I always I always recommend seed it's a great great probiotic and prebiotic and make sure that because of the capsule encapsulation it's guaranteed to survive your stomach acid by like 100% digestibility. So they also have one for kids. So shameless plug my my code is what digest for seed. Yes, um, go check out seed. But Go check it out. But I also take my protein powder, which has probiotics in it. I also, like I said, probiotic pills. And then I take also Greek yogurt. I also love the Coconut Cult. They're super great for gut. It's super great for gut health. So I, again, I'm not like going to say doctor recommendations or whatever, but that's what I do and I feel amazing and I haven't had any negative effects from it. I love Coconut Colt. Oh my gosh, so, good. so addicting. Okay, next one. Would you please share your way of doing birth control? Thank you. That's what it says. Oh, thank you. Oh, they're so polite. <laughs> I know they're so polite. You have very nice. You have very nice followers. I will say, except on the your TikTok. I, oh, TikTok. <laughs> that's just another. That's another beast. Okay, so so my way of doing birth control is just tracking everything, and I I feel like. Okay, I'm just going to say this, but I feel like a lot of people have a misconception that you can just get pregnant whenever, which you can't. There's like a window every month where you can actually get pregnant, newsflash. And so as long as you're tracking, you know, your your cycle, your ovulation and things like that, then I think you can go from there, I guess, and just <laughs> be careful. Do you use an app like Natural Cycles or what, mm. is, what do you use? You just no, track it. no, I don't. And um, also, I know people use the Aura Ring to track. And I think there's a, um, I've been kind of interested. So I did a post and I was like, there's no way I'm going to use this Aura Ring. Well, now come to find out, you can turn off the Bluetooth on the Aura Ring. I didn't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Actually, I have an Aura Ring. I don't have it right now because I, it's sometimes it falls off in bed and right now I have no idea where it is. <laughs> I okay. lose it all the time. But anyways, yeah, no, I, I I know a lot of people are concerned about the, you know, the Bluetooth that's, you know, gonna be yeah, on at so all times. That's exactly what I was like. I don't want Bluetooth on me all the time, but apparently you can turn it off and you can use it just to track your cycle. I don't have an Aura Ring, uh, not affiliated, but you know, it's maybe something I could look into that could help that. And then also we have a podcast about natural birth control. So definitely listen to that because it's about natural birth control as well as like regulating your hormones. So if that's something you guys are interested in, it's a good good one to listen to. We will put the link in the show notes for that. 
All right, IBS diet tips. I already avoid gluten, dairy, and meat, and I use your protein. Do you have any other tips? Hmm. I mean, if you're avoiding gluten, dairy, and meat, I feel like gluten is definitely a trigger for a lot of people. So I would say uh, definitely stay on that. Dairy, again, can be a trigger and inflammatory for a lot of people. If you're eating cultured, good quality grass-fed yogurt, you may want to think about that because personally that helps me. It actually is like an aid for cultured yogurt. And then meat, again, a lot of people have a hard time digesting meat. I feel like if you strip your diet so much, you it can have like an adverse effect. So other things though, again, if, if you feel like meat is not working for you, then the you know, go from there and that's fine. But soaking, sprouting your nuts and seeds, your grains, legumes, and things like that. Try chewing your food really, really well. A lot of people just don't chew their food. And then that can cause digestive issues. You can feel like a lump in your stomach and then it gets stuck in there. And so chew your food stay hydrated. I definitely notice a difference when I am not drinking a lot of water and my my gut is just kind of a wreck. What about you, Drake? You um, like well, first of all, the I remember my grandmother always, and my mom always reminds me this because I'm notorious for inhaling my food, uh, just not chewing it up enough. My grandmother would always say, you need to chew your food 27 times before you swallow it. And that's obviously, I think, a little bit overkill, but when you think about it, if you aren't just swallowing food whole, it's going to take so much longer for you to digest. So you just need to just relax, take your time, and just eat. And that episode last week with Mike Butzel, which we'll link in the show notes as well, he was he gave a lot of really, really, really good tips on you know certain uh, diet tips for IBS. And he was just basically talking about you know there's different things that you can try to figure out what your body like you know can take and what it can't take. So elimination diets. And uh, low FODMAP diets are a good way to start. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, the the episode that aired on July 26th, that's a great one to listen to. And um, and also, maybe I, maybe I should point out nightshades. That's something to maybe look into. That's uh, like peppers and um, tomatoes and eggplant. Eggplants, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. All right, this one I think is going to trigger some people because a lot of people like this. What Uh-oh. are your thoughts on kombucha? Ooh, so I actually used to drink kombucha. I would have one a day, and this is before I got really sick. So that's another thing to add to the f- the first question is I used to eat or excuse me drink a lot of kombucha, and I don't anymore. And I don't like it. I don't recommend it. Uh, Unless maybe you are making it at home, which n- nobody does. If you do, cool. But it can cause, and actually it could feed yeast overgrowth. And that's exactly what it was doing to me uh, before I got really sick. And it was just feeding it. And again, the probiotics that they claim in many kombuchas are, they arrive dead. They're they're dead by the time they get to the grocery store. So I feel like it's a placebo more than anything. Yeah, that would make sense. And also a lot of kombucha is just filled with tons of sugar, like so much, like as much as a soda. Crazy amounts. Yeah, so you're just drinking plain straight up sugar. 
Let me talk about gut health for a second, particularly the gut mucosal barrier. And every year, more and more people are developing gut issues. So why is our gut being so compromised so much? Why is what was designed to protect us from viruses being hit so hard these days and ultimately being suppressed, resulting in poor gut health? Well, our modern living impairs immunity at the mucosa. Each day, our bodies are bombarded by a host of disruptive things that weaken this line of defense. Air pollutants, pesticides in the food and water supply, medications, stress hormones, refined carbohydrates, processed food, and micronutrient deficiencies, among many other factors, disrupt the architecture and make the gut barrier more penetrable. This makes it easy for harmful particles to get inside, including viruses, bacteria, molds, allergens, and environmental toxins. But there's good news, you guys. Colostrum has been clinically shown to help guard against inflammation and everyday toxins and pollutants. There are over 5,000 published studies to date documenting the benefits of colostrum and its ability to optimize health at all stages of life. Colostrum intake has been linked to fewer respiratory tract and GI infections in children and adults, including recent studies showing it's three times more effective than the flu vaccine at preventing the flu. That's right. You heard me. Colostrum has been clinically shown to be three times more effective than the flu vaccine without any risk or harmful side effects. If you've been following me on Instagram, then you probably have seen me talk about Armour Colostrum specifically. Armour Colostrum is different. They use a proprietary cold chain biopotent technology that distills over 200 functional nutrients, guaranteeing the highest bioactive integrity and bioavailability. They also only extract and use the surplus colostrum from grass-fed, pasture-raised, happy cows that are no longer needing it to supply their young. So you know you're not taking away from animals that need it. Only the surplus colostrum is used, and Armora makes sure they are getting only the best from healthy USA cows from family farms. Armora has three flavors, orange, watermelon, and unflavored, which is my personal favorite because the unflavored has no natural flavors and just one single ingredient. It tastes creamy and kind of just delicious in my opinion, just kind of like a milky, creamy goodness. And it's suitable for even those with dairy sensitivities because the casein is removed, which is the protein most people with a dairy allergy react to. And Armora has many dairy sensitive customers. And for those who do not have a true allergy, but rather have a dairy intolerance, the culprit is usually not the dairy itself, but rather the way that it is processed. All commercial dairy utilizes high heat and aggressive processing for pasteurization and sterilization. Unfortunately, this changes the structural shape of the proteins and destroys the omega fat molecules, 
rendering them unrecognizable to the body as a food. This is what triggers the immune system inappropriately, leading to intolerance symptoms like digestive complaints, rashes, and inflammation. However, Armra's innovative cold chain biopotent technology distills colostrum's 200 plus functional nutrients without the use of high temperatures, guaranteeing the highest bioactive integrity and bioavailability. As a result, Armra is actually anti-inflammatory and often well-tolerated by customers who typically would have dairy intolerance otherwise. So if you want to rebuild your whole body microbiome and strengthen your immune barriers along the mouth, sinuses, lungs, gut, urinary, and reproductive tract to block unwelcome particles for your strongest immune health, I highly recommend Armour Colostrum. Go to tryarmra.com and use code DIGEST to receive a special discount for my podcast listeners only. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com and use code DIGEST to receive a discount. Again, that's tryarmra.com and use code DIGEST. I hope you love it as much as I do. Okay, what is the difference between your new protein bake versus your protein powder? So the difference is the protein bake is literally just one ingredient. It's unflavored and you can use it in savory items as well versus my protein powder. Each one does have a flavor. So it also um, is sugar-free, the protein bake. So there's no sugar in it. And even though there is small amounts of organic coconut sugar in my protein powder, again, it's literally one ingredient. So you could just compare the ingredients, but you essentially could use the protein bake in smoothies and in any other recipe that calls for the protein powder. It would just have a more neutral taste and it does have a little bit of a pea, a pea like flavor to it. And if that, if you're okay with that, then go for it. Um, some people, they need a little flavor and it also doesn't have the probiotics or L-glutamine. So if you just want the protein, the protein bake is your way to go. Okay. Um, Can you share more ways to use your plant protein bake? So I have tons on my Instagram as well as on my website, littlesipper.com. You can go to my Instagram at littlesipper and I post tons of reels on there and it's literally just the the do it all. So go check it out, guys. Okay, what is your opinion on raw milk? Mm. So I haven't shared about this yet on Instagram. So I guess I'll share it here. It's I've been drinking it and I was really hesitant at first because, you know, like you hear things and, but I so far have been doing okay with it. And I am still introducing it to my body like a little bit at a time, just like with any kind of new food, especially raw milk, you kind of want to eat or drink a little bit, see how you do, increase it as the days go on. But um, I'm a fan. Does it taste do you- exactly the same? It does. Have yes. you had it, Drake? Yeah, I have actually had it, but 
Yes. I, I've had it before. I remember at first I was thinking, I was like, ooh, raw milk. Is it like tastes weird? But no, it's, it's, it's exactly the same. It's delicious. It is so good. I forget what the company is that, that I've had before, but they have raw milk, raw cheese, raw butter. So raw you can, Farm? Yeah, that's the one. Is, is it called Raw Farm? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. I do have their raw butter and I like it too. Um, raw kefir. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's really good. And I was actually looking, there's, I know some people in certain states, they just can't get raw yeah, milk. it's illegal. But you can still get it delivered, I believe, right? Probably. If you find a farm near you that has, you know, dairy cows, you can probably just get it right from them. Yeah. And there's a link. It's called raw. Is it like rawmilkdelivery.com? I'll have to look it up, but there's a thing where you can type in your address. It's actually, I think it's, I still have it open on my phone. Is it getrawmilk.com? Yes, it is. Yes. So it's getrawmilk.com. You can find raw milk worldwide uh, and you can get cow milk, goat milk, or sheep milk. And then you just literally type in your address. It's got 2,805 raw milk sources in 44 countries worldwide. Isn't that amazing? That's really cool. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Okay. What is your opinion on Armra? Is it worth all the hype? Totally. Totally, totally. I like the unflavored ones because I know they have like two other flavors. I think it's it's watermelon and then there's like an orange, I think. But I like the unflavored and it's... One, it's delicious. It tastes like just milk. And two, it's great if you have a dairy-sensitive stomach or if you feel like dairy doesn't agree with you because the casein is removed, the fat is removed, but they keep... I'm like such a Armour fan. The benefits are just through the roof. It's colostrum, by the way, for those that don't know what Armour is. It's basically colostrum in powder form. So you're getting all the benefits of colostrum, which is just amazing, just through the roof. I, I don't even want to like go into it, but just look up the benefits of colostrum and their proprietary way of like extracting it and freeze drying it and all that is superior to other brands. So definitely a fan. All right. Have you had food sensitivity tests done before? If so, what are the worst foods for you? No, I haven't. And I just don't believe in them. Not that I don't believe in them, but I feel like everyone is going to be a little sensitive to something and things are going to come back. And then you're going to be so conscious of that. And I think it's going to just ruin you. And you're going to know if something doesn't agree with you. So why waste your money? Like you're just gonna know, hey, I eat this and it just doesn't agree. So what's your opinion? I I did once, I did one of those tests and it told me I was like uh, sensitive to egg whites and a couple other random things, but it was all like a mild sensitivity. So I'm like, do I, should I cut this out? Or like, I don't know. So to me, it just kind of made me more paranoid about things. So, and you know, I love eggs and they don't, seem to affect me in a negative way. So for me, it didn't do anything. Yeah. All right. What's your, uh, what's the best artificial sweetener in your opinion? The best artificial sweetener is nothing. Like that's a red flag right there. Artificial. Yep. So there you go. go. If you're trying to sweeten a recipe at home, what do you like to what do you like to use? Is it honey? Is it maple syrup? Is it nothing? You just go with nothing sweet. 
okay, so typically I don't do anything sweet. Like I don't even add it. Um, My husband needs a little something sweet. So I'll either add uh, honey, maple syrup, date syrup, or coconut sugar. That's great. Yeah. Um, Or or I'll sweeten it with like pure dates or like fruit, bananas, like things like that. Yes, I've been eating a lot of watermelon in the summer. It's really good. It, that helps my sweet tooth. I know it has a lot of sugar in it, but I figure if I'm going to eat sugar, that's that's what I'm going to go for. You know what? I saw this thing. I don't know. Maybe it was on TikTok or whatever, but I, I do want to try it. So you slice watermelon like really thin, almost like a hash brown size, mm-hmm. and then you freeze it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? I've been doing that since high school. It's my fa- it's incredible. Yeah, okay, maybe I'm just. It's so good. You can bring it to the beach. You can bring it to the park. Um, if you're in school or you do like because we would do it like after school sports. We would have we would just need something cooling because it was so hot, and so we would just eat that, and it's so good. If you know, some people like to chew it. I like to chew it. You can suck on it. Whatever you want to do. It's really good. And if you want to be really naughty, you can put some vodka on it. There you go. <laughs> and make it could be like a, you know, a cocktail ice cube. Yeah, or some dry farm wines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A summer spritz. Now we're talking. Okay. Have you ever tried carnivore? Are you, what are your thoughts on the diet? So I've never fully tried carnivore, but I have been thinking about it just just to see like what my body would do or like how I would feel. But I've I've never tried it. I'm open to it. I don't think it would it would be like a lifestyle for me for sure. Um, but you know, like, what if I did it for a week? I'm just curious to see what would happen. Yeah, I mean, if you like to eat meat, it's really not a bad choice for you. But I don't know. I've I've always there's a, been a couple times where I'm like I'm gonna do it, and I don't last more than a, like two days because it's just. It's a it's a huge commitment, and all you can eat is meat. And I guess if you're following what Paul Saladino does, is he eats a lot of he he eats like banana, he eats like he does honey and honey, yeah, and just a berries, a couple, I think and berries, yeah, and yeah, like that. That's cool, but I feel like I know they say that like protein and like meat is very satiating, which it is, but. It's very dense. And so it actually, for me, it doesn't really fill up my stomach. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would still not feel full just from the lack of like volume. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, 100%. You need a little, you need something else in there. Yeah. All right. Do you only eat smoothies and desserts? I'm genuinely curious. So they're probably just referring to your Instagram. Yes. So no, I don't just eat smoothies and desserts, but <laughs> I I do share a lot of that on Instagram and I, I don't share everything. Keep in mind, guys, like this goes for anyone. If you see someone on, on social media, like they're probably sharing like what, 10% of their life and their meals and all that. But smoothies and desserts, I mean, unfortunately, they do better as far as like the algorithm on Instagram. And I've posted savory stuff before. Like you could see, I do have savory recipes on my Instagram. Go back and scroll, you guys. But desserts just do so much better with the algorithm. And you kind of have to, you kind of have to trick the algorithm and just kind of go with that. For whatever reason, it just people like desserts. So that's kind of what I post. And I don't mind making them. I love them. Well, what does that just say about, you know, the United States? Is just people love their sweets, you know? 
Good point, Drake. And it's true. Yeah, everyone just wants chocolate. I've, I think I did like enchiladas one time. I did post a recipe like enchiladas, homemade enchilada sauce and all this stuff. And it just, it bombed. And I was like, why am I going through all this work to try and share when no one's seeing it? Yep. Got to give the people what they want. I guess. All right. Do you actually buy your groceries or do you get them for free? Oh, I buy them. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my receipts, I buy them. Like I'll get some, obviously if a company ships stuff to me, I didn't buy it. Like I didn't really buy it. Like it was gifted. Um, but I would say I buy like 90, 95% of everything that we eat. And I do, and I do buy brands. Like I support the brands that, you know, support me. So. All right. You heard it here first, everyone. Um, Bethany's going to post all of her receipts in the show notes. No, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, no, you know what? This is going to, people are going to hate me for this. You guys don't hate me. But when we released the, the strawberry, um, new zest, I bought a tub because it was so good. And I was like, I know it's going to sell out. I want a tub for myself to use too. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Ugh. I need a tub. I still haven't tried it yet. All right. How often do you go to the grocery store? Probably at least once a day. And what grocery store do you go to? Sprouts. Sprouts is like right up the street from me. I go to Vaughn's too because that's pretty close. There's not really a Whole Foods near me. So like if I'm going to go to Whole Foods, it's it's like a 30-minute drive, which is it's whatever. It's fine. But Sprouts is typically or Trader Joe's. That's another go-to. But keep in mind, you guys, I go every day. I'm not buying like loads of groceries every day. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I need this or I need that. And it's up the street. It'd be different if I was in a rural area where any kind of grocery store was 30 minutes away. So keep that in mind too. Um, what are your favorite non-toxic pots and pans? So I really like the brand Made In. It's just Made In. And they have everything from stainless steel to uh, they. I think they have even cast iron. They have a non-toxic, non-stick, which I absolutely love. And they have um, all sorts of bakeware and things like that. So it's made in. And uh, yeah, that's that's what I like. But there's there's other ones out there too. Madeincookware.com. We'll put a a link in the show notes. Do you have a code for those by chance? I do have a code. It's either. I'll have to check to see what it is, but we can put that in the show notes. Awesome. We will throw that in there. Okay, next question. Do you have any SIBO recommendations? So SIBO, for those that don't know, it stands for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. And for anyone struggling with that, it's basically a yeast overgrowth and bacteria overgrowth in your um, small intestines. And I, again... Always check with your doctor. There's, of course, different medications, but if you're trying to go the all-natural route, different tinctures like oregano oil is great. And again, going low-carb, cutting out the sugar, cutting out the carbs, because that's what feeds the infection. And really just focusing on protein, healthy fats, and some a little bit of, of vegetables, like cutting out fruit and it sucks, you know, because you can't have bread, you can't have anything because I, I had to deal with it. But I have a great bread recipe, you guys. And it's, you can either do the, the cottage cheese bread or I also just have like a nut flour bread that's like zero carbs. But 
definitely going that route. And again, talk to your doctor because you don't want it to get it out of control. How does one stop binge eating? That's, that's a very, that's a very intense question. It is a very intense question. And it's sad because I think a lot of people are going through it or have gone through it. And I think we should get someone on the podcast to really talk about this. But I actually went through a little period of time where I was binge eating, like back in my early, or I would say late teens. And it was, it was not a good place. I was like, I actually was going through depression at the time. And that's just kind of what I did. I would eat like bags of Oreos. And that's probably what contributed to my gut, uh, my gut like a few years later of um, just all of that mess. So I, yeah, I mean, I would. And I would, I would eat so much, Drake, that I would feel sick. And it wasn't like, it wasn't anything that I just, I didn't know what was happening. And so for anyone like going through it, know that I've definitely experienced it. And what really helped me was, I mean, I hate to say it, but what really helped me was was feeling sick and being like, I just don't feel good anymore. And, and getting me out of that state and knowing how to really nourish my body in a really good way and, and seeing other alternatives. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why too, I really love making desserts is because you can still enjoy desserts without feeling that ugh like afterwards. Right. And so, yeah, I would say definitely seek, seek counseling and go that route and definitely don't keep it a secret. Like talk to someone about it and be open about it because I think that's the best way to to start healing. Yeah, it's always it's always best to ask for help. Don't never feel ashamed for any kind of an eating disorder. Turns out everything you think you knew about probiotics may be wrong. It can get pretty confusing with the market saturated with probiotic everything. Let me give you my personal take and share what I got introduced to back in October. Seeds DS01 plant-based capsule is not only a probiotic, but a prebiotic. There are 24 strains of specifically formulated probiotics targeted for digestive health, gut immunity, as well as additional systemic benefits. There's actually a prebiotic capsule encapsulating the probiotic inside, which ensures that the probiotics actually make it to your colon with 100% survivability to do its job. Many think of pre and probiotics as only gut support. It does support the gut barrier, but Seeds DS01 also supports other areas of the body for whole body benefits, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Healthy regularity and an ease of bloating are just a few other common perks you may experience So if you want something to help balance out your bowels and start a new healthy habit for the new year and your life, go to seed.com slash digest25 and use code digest25 to receive 25% off your first month of Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. All right. How does one reintroduce meat into your diet if you've been a vegan for almost 10 years? Wow. 
Well, first of all, I applaud this person for wanting to reintroduce meat into their diet after being vegan for so long. That's a huge step right there. But if you are wanting to do that and and haven't had meat in a long time and are, I guess, scared or concerned about how your body's going to react, I would say bone broth is a really great step because it's so easy to digest. And so bone broth first, try it. And if you react well and positive to that and you want to start actually consuming meat, I would say, I would say probably go for the leanest cuts first, whether that's chicken or or beef, because the fattier the meat, it could be harder to digest. So go for the lean cuts and I would go for ground. So whether that's ground chicken or ground beef and maybe make like little meatballs and just have like a one ball and then see how you feel and just like do it slowly. What, what, what would you say, Drake? Yeah, I would probably do the same thing. Bone broth was, I didn't think about bone broth, but that's, that seems like the best and easiest because it'd be easy to digest. And yeah, just, just start small. Just start very, very small. Don't overdo it. Even if it's like, even if you're like, oh my God, this is so good. But yeah, definitely just take your time. There's no rush, you know? Totally. And and if you're looking for a good bone broth, bona fide provisions, they're great. Freezer section, you guys, great bone broth, bona fide. Yes. All right. Best natural and safe constipation relief for people who can't eat cayenne and orange. <laughs> so for those that don't know, or they're like, what, what's the cayenne and orange thing? Um, I did a post on my Instagram and it was, I think it, went, it got like over 11 million views. It went viral. And do you basically like add, cut an orange, you add cayenne, pepper, and cinnamon to the orange and you literally will go to the restroom in like five minutes. Um, but again, that can be very irritating because of the pepper and the in the cinnamon and all that kind of thing. So if you can't do that, which I totally understand, drink water, first of all, that's great. Stay hydrated. There's actually a stomach massage and I call it my L massage and it's in my story highlights. I think it's probably one of the first ones So you have to kind of scroll through the story highlights, but it's an L massage and you kind of go down on your left side of your stomach and then cross over, cross over your belly button to your right side. So you make like this L shape and it really helps release and break up the, the compact that you may be experiencing and that really helps. Also, if you're bloated, that helps too. If you're just not constipated, but if you're bloated, that helps. Pears are also a really good way for constipation. If you eat a pear a night, you will not have any issues. And pears are a lot easier and gentler on the stomach than, let's say, prunes. Because prunes can be sometimes harsh. <laughs> pears are a little bit more gentler. Or pear juice. I like a good pear. All right, I'm grossed out about the citric acid posts you did. What else should we know about ingredients? Mm, Yeah, so I did a citric acid post. Uh, It was a reel on my Instagram and it was just kind of sharing and highlighting that citric acid, like 99% of citric acid is made industrial, is industrially made from black mold. And it did gross a lot of people out. And it's, it's gross to think about, but that's how citric acid is made from black mold. And so little things like that, like natural flavors, for example, they're not really natural. That's another thing to really look out for because they can be like 50 plus ingredients in one natural flavor. And so 
it's very tricky what the FDA allows and doesn't allow and what you can put on a label and what you don't need to disclose on a label. And some people can even have allergies to the sub-ingredients in a natural flavor. And so that's another huge one to just really look out for because things are just so tricky. So natural flavors is definitely one of them. Okay. What does your L-glutamine do? Mm. So L-glutamine is an amino acid. It's an essential amino acid. And it very simply, it helps heal and seal the gut. So it helps rebuild the lining of the intestinal walls in your stomach. So a lot of people with an impaired stomach and digestive issues, their intestinal lining is a little bit impaired. So L-glutamine helps repair that and it keeps the good stuff in and it helps keep the bad stuff out of your stomach. And you can go, you can buy that on as part of Bethany's Pantry. Yes, you sure can. I'm so, I'm just, I'm thrilled. It's one of the things that I've been taking forever for my personal gut health. And so I just want everyone to be able to take it too. And it's so easy to take. Like you can just add it to smoothies or mix it in water. All right. Do you still drink your gelatin coffee every morning? Yes, I do. I know I don't share it every morning, but uh, I think it could be a little bit boring if I started just sharing it every single morning. But I love it. Every morning, you guys, my gelatin coffee, you got to do it. Does it make it all thick and gelatinous? Drake, have you not? Ch- have you tried it? I've never tried gelatin in the coffee. I've done like collagen before, but never gelatin. Okay. So I think I, I have a story highlight uh, about it too, but you basically, it's amazing. It makes it super frothy. You don't need a frother. You need a blender. And you add like your warm coffee, don't do hot because if you do warm coffee, it actually helps it like be more uh, fluffy. Fluffy is not the word. What am I saying? (laughs) Foamy. (laughs) Yeah. But um, so do like warm coffee and then you're going to add like a couple teaspoons of either grass fed ghee or you can do butter. And then you're going to add a tablespoon of gelatin. I use the grass fed gelatin from Further Food. I love it. And then you whip it up. And you don't even need sugar. It is so good, you guys. Yum. All right. What is a reputable source of quality meat? Wild pastures. I love it. And so, don't you love it too, Drake? I do. We get it delivered every month. It's so great. And honestly, their prices are very compatible to anything on the market or even other delivery services. And everything is grass-fed, free-range, organic. It And it's grass-fed and grass-finished, which a lot of people don't, don't specify, but they're great. They even have like wild-caught seafood. So if you're looking for a really good, reputable meat delivery service that you can trust, definitely go to Wild Pastures. I believe I have a code for them as well or a link. Yes. Okay. It is so good. They've got good steaks. They've got, if you you eat pork, they've got a nice pork. During the holidays, you can get a turkey. It's just, it's really good. And they're also the same company that is, their sister company is Paleo Valley. So if you like their meat sticks and everything like that, they're, they're all the same company. So definitely check them out. Yeah, good quality stuff. All right. Do you intermittent fast or do you restrict your eating by time? Um, so yeah, I do, but not purposely. 
And I, this is interesting because I was intermittent fasting, quote, long before intermittent fasting was even a thing or like people even knew about it. And I didn't even know I was doing it myself, but I just felt better. And I wouldn't start eating like breakfast until maybe like 11. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I feel better. I can digest things better and I could think better, had more energy and I could just get a lot of things done in the morning too. And so I didn't even know I was doing it. And then, yeah, here we are. Um, But there's a lot of clinical research to show that it can help a lot of people in many different ways if you intermittent fast and and go about that way. But again, check with your doctor if you're going to do that. But I do, not purposely. And also want to point out, if I do wake up hungry, uh, I'll definitely honor that and I will eat. But I rarely wake up just like starving and hungry and like ready to go. Do you? I'm the same way. Most of the time I'll eat around 10, 30, 11, maybe a little bit later. But some, I would say maybe once or twice a week, if I did like a hard workout the day before, I will wake up absolutely starving. And it's like, if I, I just, I eat. So when I'm hungry, yeah. I eat. Yeah, good for you. And isn't that amazing how our body just signals us like, hey, like I need food, right? Give me food now. Yeah, so- Totally, definitely honor that. Um, I will say I still have my morning like frothy coffee to that point and it doesn't break your fast. So fun fact, when you have like coffee with some healthy fats and the gelatin doesn't break your fast at all. That is very good to know. All right, so we've got one last question and it's a good one to wrap it all up. What's next for you and Lil Sipper? Mm, That is a good question. I would say winding, I want, I would like to wind down a little bit, honestly. I know there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things happening with Bethany's Pantry. We just launched it. Um, And when I say winding down, I would say probably focusing more on Bethany's Pantry, Um, more products, more things geared towards gut health and um, just personal stuff that maybe I just... You know, self care. Self care, yeah. And I, hopefully, I'm hoping a a a whole team of people to help you because if you, for those of you that don't know, Bethany does everything on her own. She uh, is yeah. a hardworking woman. Drake has been trying to get me like an assistant or someone for I don't know how long <laughs> since we started, but um, yeah. So an assistant would be nice for sure. If you want to be Bethany's assistant, please yeah. message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. Oh my gosh. Okay, if people are going to be emailing. I'm so interested. That would be fun. I mean, you never know. You never know. Hey, you never know. All right. Well, Bethany, thanks for answering all these questions. And if you guys have other questions for the show, just you know, send us an email. Thanks, Drake. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digest This. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review in your podcast app to let us know. If you're ever wondering how you can support me and this podcast, sharing it with your friends and family is the best way. This is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Mike Fry. To email the show, message us at digestthispod at gmail.com. See you next time. The content of this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical and mental health advice and does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. As always, talk to your doctor or health team first.
If you're looking to take back your health, it's time for you to listen to the Real Foodology podcast. From the producer of Digest This comes one of Apple Podcasts' top 10 nutrition shows, hosted by integrative nutritionist and real food activist Courtney Swan. The Real Foodology podcast is on a mission to change the way we eat. Courtney interviews doctors, food experts, health professionals, and nutrition pioneers to bring you the best info so you can thrive. Somewhere along the way, we lost sight of how impactful our food choices are. But it's never too late to start on the path of better health choices. You'd be so surprised how resilient our bodies are when we start taking care of them. Yes, it's overwhelming, but that's why Courtney's here to help. She breaks it down for you and makes the information more accessible so that you can make more informed decisions in the grocery aisle or restaurant. Listen to the Real Foodology podcast today on your favorite podcast app. New episodes every Wednesday. Produced by Drake Peterson and Resonant Media.